Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First to my left, Mr. Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee Cohen and Dr. Will Schultz. Hey, good morning, How guys. How was your day? I'm doing great today. How are you guys? We're all we're ready for some fun stuff today. There exactly. is absolutely no doubt about it because it's not often that someone is so prominent what they do. They're nicknamed after a superhero. But we've got the Spider-Man from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. All the way from com- Calgary. Yeah, yeah, who's coming yeah. in to see us. And you'll love this, Doc, because he knows a ton about spiders. And you want to know how I know it? Because he wrote the darn book. What's and the, he wrote a book? <laughs> he, Tell us. He did. It's the Tarantula Keeper's Guide. And it's in its third edition. And Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, 30 some years it's been around it's been around a long time all i can remember is it's always been there yeah so and uh well i i remember before it was there actually because um uh stan schultz and i go way back um i actually interviewed for a job at a pet store local it was called noah's ark uh Dr. Schultz, you might remember when Noah's Ark was right there on was Ann there? Street. Yep. Ann Down Street. in East Lansing, yeah, and, and on the corner. I remember going into the basement of that in the aquatics department as a college student and uh, applying for a job and talking to Stan. Yeah. I didn't get the job. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, look didn't, what it didn't hurt my feelings, and we were still friends then, and we're yeah. still friends now. So yeah. uh, what a great guy, very generous generous with his time. He has been coming to our uh, Tarantula Night and the radio show for many, many years. And when he's there, you can just tell at this point in his life, what's important to him is just, well, one, being around people that appreciate what he does and who he is and what he's done. And that is provided lots of great information about tarantulas and has always been that cerebral person that does have a certain stretch of character about him. Yes, right. And it's it's definitely a, a, a niche pet to have. I mean, this, exactly. is, this isn't something you wake up and when you're 10 years old and go, hey, mom, you know, I, I got to have, have a snake. I've heard that. And yeah. then, but the tarantula, but they're actually a pretty cool pet. Well, and, and historically, when he's been on the show, uh, what he brought up, one of the reasons he really delves into tarantulas is because nobody else delved into tarantulas at the time when he was developing his expertise. He went, his curiosity led him into that. He went to look for literature, and there was pretty much no literature out there to speak of. So you got to write it yourself. So, you, yeah, if you, if, if you can't, you know, invent it yourself if you can't find it out there. And that's exactly what he's done. And he's just a very extremely generous and intelligent and capable guy at sharing the message that we should all find greater appreciation for spiders in general, tarantulas specifically, because overall they are far more interesting and generally harmless than what one would ever surmise. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, 
the theory we have of them all was that they're going to get on you and they're going to bite you and they're going to attack you and they're going to do this and that. But they don't do that. No, actually, I've got a friend who his favorite pet, he had a tarantula at least 10 years that I remember. And it went with him through high school. It went with him to his dorm room in college. It went with him all through his college experience. I actually think it took to his wife before the spider had to go away. Uh, But bottom line is he loved it. He constantly raged about what a great pet the spider was because how cool they are to look at. And the other thing he liked is it's not a hugely intensive time thing that you have to do. It's it's not going to be like a dog where it's it's a, a very big commitment it's on your low, part. One of the lowest in. cost pets you could ever Pretty purchase. Yeah. The cage environment is very simple. It doesn't need a lot of extra equipment. Uh, this, depending on the spider, uh, it might be a relatively small enclosure. Um, you can get very creative. Uh, it can be a very simple environment. Yeah. And he's going to be visiting Tomorrow, this afternoon. This yeah, afternoon. Store. Exactly. From- Anytime after three, you're going to see Stan there ready to put on his show. Yeah. Awesome. So for anyone who hasn't made it by Proust in the last 24 hours, and even if you did make it in the last 24 hours, your job is not done. You need to get there again and really take advantage because this is not something that's happening in too many places in the country, in, in mm-hmm. Canada, and you should enjoy it. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. Week on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash MM Pets. Upload your pet's picture or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day. Two legs, good. Four legs, better. Any more or less than that? It's a party. It's the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. I am the little red rooster. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we have with us here in the studio a returning guest, and oh, is it great to see him again, because, you know, for a couple of years there, we couldn't see him because of the pandemic, and now we've got him, and we can't stand having him here, even though... Oh, man, it's a topic that some don't like and some do, but it's spiders. And this is the author of the Tarantula Keeper's Guide. It's Stan Schultz, Stan the Spider-Man from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you, Stan. We've had you on a few times, and it's always fun to have the conversation because you're a guy who has a sense of humor about life, and you also have brought in some really cool spiders. Yeah, I wanted to just point out I'm like a lot like a little puppy. Uh, Rick will know about, all about this. Once you pet me, you can't get rid of me. I keep coming back <laughs> over and over and over again. Awesome. Well, it's, good. yeah, it's good to have you here, Stan. To begin with, let's talk about uh, you're in for Halloween and you're going to be doing Tarantula Night. Uh, actually, Tarantula Day over at Proust yeah, Pet. Like tarantula Night. All right, all right. We call it Tarantula Night, but it's it's a, it's a loose. <laughs> Someplace it's nighttime. Well, no, because it's getting dark earlier <laughs> and earlier. True. So at this point, it very well could be. But it's going to be taking place tonight, uh, this afternoon, actually. Three o'clock is, is when it's going to start? 
I think so. Okay. And you're going to be talking with people all about tarantulas and other spiders. What? Why are you so interested in these creatures? I'm making up probably for all the bad press that, uh, that spiders uh, in general and tarantulas especially receive. The, uh, nobody likes them. Well, not nobody, but, it, but uh, they, they've got a bad reputation and that they don't deserve. I, I was having a fun time. Uh, my granddaughter, she's shy of two years old. You'll get to meet her. Uh, I don't remember if you met her last time you were in last year. But nonetheless, I, when I go to my daughter's house to kind of help, you know, watch her for a while, uh, she and I take a walk around the block, and there's this, this row of white fence, you know, just plastic white fence that's tall, taller than me, and it goes on down this entire yard. And I found it very interesting. I was just going to ask you about it. So every time I, we won her favorite uh, nursery rhyme is, you know, uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider – uh, and she mm-hmm. sings that by herself all the time. But I like to make sure she understands how fascinating spiders are. And so we stopped along the fence. And I noticed first in the first uh, fence post up in the corner, there was a crack and there was a spider there. And I'm like, hey, look. And I'm showing her and we're, 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 we're having a fun conversation about it. And then we go down to the next one. And in the exact same spot is another spider, just one in that corner. Just And then I went down to the next one, and exactly a, a web in the corner, and there was a spider right there, just one. And we went down, you know, I don't know, 15 posts. And all, all of them had one spider, all in the same spot, all the way down the post. And, and I've, one, I found that fascinating. It was great because I got to reiterate to her, hey, check out the spider. And then before the time when she was 15 poles down, she definitely knew what a spider was. <laughs> but uh, that was interesting. Uh, can you comment on that? Why? Why, what, what it is about them? Are they like territorial or? Very much so. Okay. Not only are they territorial, but they're cannibalistic. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, so they, stay out of my area, I'll eat you. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they all knew exactly where to hang out and it was all in the exact same spot. But it, they sort of established a regular meter. Yeah. You know, they had that much room. I'm holding yeah, up my pl- fingers. Yeah. About, Plenty uh, enough space. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and the, uh, if any interlopers manage to get in between there someplace, in that no man's land between them, okay. uh, it wound up being food. Now, for the listeners, uh, let's get early on. I want to explain the difference or have you explain the difference between specifically a tarantula and how it how it fits within the spider world as opposed to the common term used spider. Where do, where do tarantulas fit into that? Uh, tarantulas are a subgroup of spiders as a whole. Uh, I'm tr- I'll try not to get too scientific here. Um, tarantulas are typically much larger than the normal spider, the, your itsy-bitsy spider nursery yeah. rhyme is right, an right, example right. Of, the, of the other ones. Uh, there are about uh, a few more than a thousand species recognized at this point. Of tarantulas. Of tarantulas. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, they are, but they, uh, there's a strong suspicion that the reason we haven't found more is we haven't looked closely enough. Sure. They, uh, so they're, and they're being, new species are being reported almost every day. And we're probably losing new species every day or old species. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Don't know for sure. Again, yeah. this is probably for something that's 
uh, as big and as showy, if you want to look at them that way, as the tarantula is. Uh, we know remarkably little about them. Are they vulnerable today's, you know, like how weather? vulnerable are they at uh, different species becoming extinct? Um, again, hard to guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, uh, they, they suffer from two main causes uh, of going, for going extinct as far as I can figure out. Uh, one of the causes, of course, is habitat loss. When some contractor moves in and turns a stretch of desert or a stretch of rainforest or some Caribbean island into a big golf course or a shopping center or a resort of some sort or another, all those uh, tarantulas especially are, are destroyed. They, yeah. They're gotten rid of because nobody wants them around your golf course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so for all the people that are worried, where on earth are the most tarantulas? So for your arachnophobia people... This is where you're not. Or for those to go. those yeah. individuals that are fascinated and want yeah, to see them. That's ways. my that's yeah. my yeah. thought. Like, yeah. where would I want to go? Where 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 um, would where would I go? Hands down, Af- uh, the Amazon rainforest. Wow. Yeah. Go and uh, just get a hold of a travel agent and and book yourself a, a an echo tour mm-hmm. for South America cool. with a, with a specialization. And there's a fellow by the name of Larry Luce. I haven't heard from him in years. He uh, comes from the northwest U- uh, United States, I think, Oregon or Washington. Uh, he took one of those echo tours uh, and went through Costa Rica and brought back a whole series of photographs. I don't know, a oh, hundred more or more photographs of scorpions. There is a, one, of the, one of particular interest is this guy standing there. All you can see is from his uh, knees down. He's standing there. He's got this backpack that he's laid, is laying between his feet uh, on this, on, in the dirt on, in this jungle. Okay, And there is this scorpion, a pale, uh, kind of a pale yellow scorpion from tip to tip. If you stretched it out from tip to tip, it must have been five or six inches long. Okay, They got these things wandering around loose in the forest litter there. And he's standing there in his bare feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, if you want uh, Central and South America, would be really good bets. They're fairly close, so they're not terribly expensive. You don't have to fly around the world. Right, and they they but they inhabit any more tropical environment. I don't think of uh, tarantulas anyhow in anything other than a warmer climate. <laughs> Am I wrong? Probably the the most northern living uh, tarantula is uh, Iphonopelma iodia. Iodius. Uh, it comes from uh, the plat. It's found on the plateaus in the Rocky Mountains, just north of Logan, Utah. Okay. And it survives through several months every every winter under three feet of snow. I'll be darned. And there's a there's another spider, and I can't even remember the scientific name. It's Haplotremus, perhaps, from uh, that lives in. Uh, my Spanish is terrible, so you'll have to forgive me. It's the uh, Sierra Vilconada, Vilcan, something like that. It's Our a, geography is also rough, so yeah, you're going to have right, to help right. us. No, yeah, we're not helping this is in, at all. Yeah, the, this is in the, uh, <laughs> uh, the Peruvian Andes, uh, a mountain range in, in the uh, Peruvian Andes. Uh, and there are photographs of them living, of tarantulas living in the Rock scree. That's the the, oh. the rubble left over as the rock as the mountains gradually uh, erode away. Uh, that the, these things are living up there at fifteen thousand feet. Oh, wow! So that for so, most, so we have Michigan tarantulas too, right? 
Only in captivity. Oh, yes. Yes, at our store. But lots of spiders. So what? So I'm trout fishing one day, and um, I'm getting out of the stream, and I slip and I fall. And my hand falls into this hole, and I look where my hand is, and there is about a four-inch spider all fuzzy and hairy. Was it in water? No, it was next to the water, right next, next to the water. The water. Oh, so it was in a dry hole, but I looked at it and I went, that's got to be a tarantula, I, unless no, it got loose. So no, it's not, not possible. Not possible. But it did wake me up, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. It was yeah. big enough spider. Yeah. There, there, there's a group of, there's a, a several, uh, several spiders that uh, have a habit of living, they're found in Michigan, uh, across the northern U.S., I believe. They're found in Michigan especially, and uh, they have, make a habit of building their webs and nests in the tr- in the uh, bushes, the shrubbery, and the the tall weeds that grow along lake shores or even in the water. They'll okay. be they'll be suspended in, over the uh, over the water in their in their webs, um, and they're very large and very showy. This was yeah, it was fuzzy and large, and I yeah. thought that had to be here. So, favorite food of a tarantula? Anything small enough to be overwhelmed and killed and dragged down into a burrow. <laughs> oh boy! <I> love it. <laughs> they, they have absolutely no preferences. They'll, if it's if it moves, they'll grab it, and it's small enough, they'll grab it. And, and this is an amazing thing. <clears throat> you see these tarantulas. <clears throat> my voice is failing me. I'm sorry. You see these tarantulas in in the wild. They'll be outside the burrow, so usually with one leg at my, in the entrance of the burrow, just so they always know where that burrow is. And their legs spread out widely. So they've got eight legs that are in, in, in a sort of a, a pattern around them. And they're just sitting there and waiting. And you have to think, well, for heaven's sakes, what are they doing? They're listening. But they don't have ears. They don't need ears. What they're listening to are the vibrations picked up by the tips of their legs from bugs or you walking around them, moving around them. They're set up looking and they triangulate using those, the sensations, the vibrations from those things that are moving around them. And now this is, I don't know how far this goes, maybe one foot away or two feet away, something like that. Uh-huh. Certainly not six feet or, tw- or 20 feet, but they can, they, they can triangulate between the leg tips where that creature is, and they can even get, gain some relative idea of how big that, terrain, that, that other creature is. Because of is. the size of the vibration. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you, you, you correlate, when in my mind I'm thinking that they're correlating this creature's distance with the strength of the vibrations, and sure. they can make a, a rough guesstimate of how, small, how big this thing is and whether it's— But they're also looking too, right? They have very poor. Most tarantulas have very poor eyesight. Uh-huh. They, uh-huh. The singular exception would be the arboreals, the tree-dwelling ones, and from South America, and there are some other species in Africa and yeah. South Asia. Most are not tree-dwelling, correct? That is correct. And and most are going to have more reliance on burrows than any extravagant web. Yes. Yeah. There are more. there are some that build huge webs. Oh. Complicated web-like above-ground yeah, structures, but even then, they will usually live in burrows underneath. Uh-huh. So the, the captive ones that I've seen, the, the ones that people have in their uh, tanks at home, I, I don't think I've ever seen a web with any of them. Yeah, the, they do. They, it they depends do. on the variety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. That's maybe why. Yeah. Just when, when you're in, uh, Stan would be happy to show you some options or some Sweet. examples of that. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> Absolutely. Pretty, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, since. Uh, 
Dr. Schultz been on the show now for several months now. I'm still trying to get him in the store to Learning. actually enjoy these Learning. these fine creatures. Yeah. And so yeah. we have that <laughs> happening. Today is, uh, for those that are listening, they're listening to a show for which we want you to go out and enjoy Spider Night, uh, which is Spider with the night being somewhat uh, vague, as in starting at three. <laughs> uh, starting at three. It's called and Poetic License. Poetic yeah, License. Right. Well, Stan, we need to take our first break, but when we come back, uh, I'd like to cover one thing that I've always been curious about, and I think other people are too, which is Halloween, and how did the spider get associated with the holiday. What did they do in order to be included in the list of characters that for a lot of people resemble Halloween? And that's a conversation we'll have with Stan Schultz, the Spider-Man from Calgary, right here on 1320 WILS. If you're out of the listening area, you can hear the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show live online. Go to 1320WILS.com and click on the Listen Live link. Hey, who else will help you get your pooch unfrozen from the fire hydrant? Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show from 1320 WILS. It's 25 minutes before the top of the hour, and we're here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. We're talking this morning with Stan Schultz, who is the author of The Tarantula Keeper's Guide, and Stan I've got to ask you the question because if you don't know, I don't know who does, but what did the spiders do to get themselves to be a part of Halloween lore the way that they are? Because the fact is I just see so many people with these spiders and they've got the ones whose arms move in kind of a creepy way by the front door when you approach by them. And it's just, I mean, it's become almost a cottage industry to talk about Halloween decorations and spiders. How did that happen? Uh, bad luck, mostly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've even seen, uh, you're, it's interesting you should mention that. I, I've even seen uh, people who have Costumes for their dogs uh, that that were the, the uh, spiders, the sure. spider costumes. Okay, yeah, I'm this, sure that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah for yep. sure. Uh, I think it's just this thing about spiders being scary is founded in superstition. Probably we can go at least as back as far back as the Middle Ages of uh, of Europe. It's kind of amazing because uh, there are uh, a few dangerous spiders in the world. Most of them are not. I mean, we we fear wasps and and honeybees too because of what they can do to us. That you know, some of us become violently ill from them. Well, that doesn't happen very often with spiders. So the the spiders in your book, something about it was about Italy and the tarantula, or the uh, yeah. You have to. They were dancing or something if they thought they got bit. What, what was that part of it? Uh, the, 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 that's where we get the name of a particular kind of dance that's found in, in Italy mostly uh, called the tarantella. Tarantella, okay. That's okay. What uh, there's a large spider. It's a type of wolf spider, as I recall, uh, that is, has a, a bite that is painful a little bit. It's like one of these bee stings sort of things, you know, where it'll, you'll get sore and be sore for a couple of days and then it'll go away and all you have is a bad memory. But the, the, uh, the, during the Middle Ages, if you were bitten by one of these things, they thought that the only way that you could save your life 
was to do this tarantella. <laughs> and uh, awesome. they were using, well, they were, uh, uh, there's a strong suspicion among historians, uh, especially the, the arachnologists who are the historical bent, there's a strong suspicion that the, the reason that this whole thing came about is it gave the locals, uh, the, the, the peasants, uh, uh, an opportunity to dance and, and uh, uh, no small amount of revelry uh, yes. <laughs> to, uh, to celebrate. Uh, in a uh, in a in a very strong, uh, almost depressive religious mm-hmm. climate. Yeah, interesting. You know, <laughs> it's like dance, like nobody's watching or singing. Yeah, or yeah, listening. yeah because yeah. you get to do it. Yeah, yeah. You and get I have the, an excuse for it. Yeah, yeah, you got an excuse for for violating the pope's yeah. the pope's orders. Okay? You're, you're <laughs> not supposed true. to all awesome. wa- always walk around with a grim look about the eyes and the eyes down at the ground and and uh, and, and humming some uh, psalm or something to yourself as you were doing walking along, you know. Well, you. well, obviously uh, the taking advantage of the fear of spiders in general, tarantulas, uh, holds no bounds. So the movie industry and uh, has, has certainly embraced that in many ways. So tell us a little bit about your reaction as you watch how they are portrayed in film and some of the probably inappropriate or inaccuracies associated with that. When I'm by myself, I'm cursing at them. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm pounding the table. You idiots! They don't do that. They can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably found in, like, they're probably like you're in one continent and the spiders they're using are probably from other continents oh, and such. And right? This, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I have a. Uh, in fact, I actually sort of gotten to the point where I sort of enjoy seeing all these spider movies. I'm trying to establish a collection of of, uh, of spider movies. Nice, uh, so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, arachnophobia is yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, right, you know? right. So, the, the one most memorable for me has always been uh, uh, Raiders of the Last Ark, or one of the always. one of those where yeah. they had just Indiana tons Jones. of tarantulas, yeah. Indiana Jones type. Yeah. They didn't didn't bother him. It was the snakes. It was the snakes. It was always part of a problem. So, yeah. what was there was a show also on TV where they. Um, uh, the, one of the fear shows where they had to put their head in the tank with all the tarantulas. Oh, going. yeah. Remember yeah. that? was on for a while. Yeah. And all that did was make everybody that watched it freak out about tarantulas. It, <laughs> it didn't do a bit for your for your For your cause. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it didn't help no, you. No, no, no. Uh, uh, one of my favorite tricks, people come in I, I, when I'm at these shows. And people walk up to me and they say, "Ooh, a spider! Ooh!" And then they and they launch into this thing about how they're so afraid. They're standing three feet from the spider that's as big as your hand. In the past days, we were able to get them as big as our faces. Okay, and they're standing three feet away and telling me, "Ooh, I'm sticky and I'm so afraid." Right, <laughs> you you sure do look believable. I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Some kind of a joke? Uh, the fact of the matter is, in those situations, I ask them, okay, tell me, tell me two things that, you, that are true about tarantulas. And almost always, the first thing they say is, oh, they're icky. No, I didn't say about you. I said about the tarantula. Okay. Whether or not they're icky depends on your point of view, not the tarantula. It's the same tarantula. Okay, so now tell me something true about that tarantula. Well, about the only obvious thing that almost everybody gets is they have eight legs. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll grant you That's that. That's good, and that, me- it's totally different than anything else they see. So obviously, that in and out, we we always fear our differences. Yep, yep. So what else? Give me a second one. Blank. Yeah. Absolute yeah. What's silence. Your fear? They bite. From? They shed their yeah. skeleton. They don't have a skeleton. They have an exoskeleton, well, which, is a, which is a huge difference, by the way. Yeah. At any rate, so these people, are, uh, these people have developed, for some reason or another, uh, an attitude and a, and a mythos, if yeah. you may call it that, yeah. uh, about spiders and tarantulas and uh, what, they, uh, what they think they are. They're not afraid of the creature that's sitting on the table in front of them. They're afraid of what they think Thought. in their in their brain. Uh, a guy by the name of Richard Dawkins in 1976, I think, came up with a concept of meme, M-E-M-E is the way it's spelled, and it's, that word has since been subverted by the, uh, the Internet community they, to mean something uh, uh, a little different or a lot different on the Internet. Uh, an internet meme, for instance, but Dawkins's meme was uh, was uh, 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 very descriptive. Uh, he said that there was, I'll paraphrase it here, something like he was. That's things that we learn, not things that are transmitted through our genetic material from generation to generation, but things that are passed on by our social interactions. Sure. Okay. And uh, subsequently, uh, several years later, he, he discounted it. He said he was wrong. But I think in the second instance, he was wrong. He hit a dead center on, when he, at the, in the first instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we have. We have this something like a computer virus that we pass on from generation to generation mm-hmm. to our kids, to the next door neighbor, mm-hmm. okay, mom to the little girl or the little boy, that sort of thing. And, they, they, and the end, only antidote to that is from an early age exposure to nature and appreciation of nature and the animals that create that ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got to stop by Prusas, and you won't be afraid of them, and everything will be just fine. <laughs> oh, or or more the fence you. row and check out the spiders right. as yeah, they go right. by. So so the people get worried about these biting them. There are some spiders that are more aggressive if they're if you're handling them correct. Uh, let's spiders as a whole, including tarantulas. Uh, yeah, you, you've got fifty thousand different kinds of spiders on. Different kinds of spiders that we know of, and we think that there might be a lot more that we don't know of yet. Because surprisingly enough, when you get down on your hands and knees and start look, looking through the leaf litter, very little of the world has actually been explored to that to that, that to small the, level. That small yeah. level. So the, uh, there are a number of, of dangerous spiders. Uh, the most dangerous one, or the, at least the one that gets the most press, is the Sydney redback terrain, uh, spider, which is a type of black widow from Sydney, Australia, or Eastern Australia, uh, that kills a number of people every year, a few people every year, mostly kids. Uh, There are uh, many more spiders that have a potent venom. Uh, Some of those spiders are tarantulas. Uh, there's a group of, uh, of tarantulas, the Indian ornamental group of tarantulas, for instance. If you're bitten by them, you'll spend several weeks to several months suffering from it. Uh, but the, uh, so there are, so they're not to be taken, yeah, they're not to be taken lightly. But that's, those are exceptions to the basic rule. So, so overall, if, it, if there's a tarantula and somebody has it, I'm not going to be afraid of it. No. No, and nor, I hear they, they typically you have to get them upset to make them bite you, anyways. At least you have to touch them. Mishandling. Yeah, you have to touch them. Uh, 
Well, we're talking this morning with Stan Schultz, who is the author of The Tarantula Keeper's Guide, and he is going to be appearing at Proust Pets between 3 and 6 today. If you want to come out, bring your book. He will autograph your book for you. And bottom line is you'll get a chance to meet this character who we've had a great time talking to and will continue to right after the break on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show with Rick Cruz and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been talking this morning with Stan Schultz, who is the Spider-Man from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. But Stan, one of the things that the public doesn't know about you that they should is that spiders aren't the only kind of creepy crawly thing that you kind of like to have around because uh we were just talking during the break and you are a scorpion kind of guy too aren't you of sorts yeah <laughs> yeah well scorpions and spiders aren't far apart in evolution right uh, i have That's to do some thinking breath. here it's way uh back. scorpions developed before spiders by 100 million years or something like that. And yesterday. Yeah, like yesterday. Well, you know, we're talking, we're going back 500 million years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a, it is almost like yesterday. In the family tree, are they close? They're relatively close. They're yeah. all arachnids. They're both arachnids. Okay. That's okay. okay. They, they both have eight legs and, and, uh, and, a, and a number of other qualities that make them sort of loosely related to each other. And, and the uh, scorpions have pinchers on their front feet. But spiders have a vestige of that, correct? Like a claw kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Or, scorpions. Or scorpion. Or uh, Scorp- uh, tarantulas do too. Yeah. Scorpions have the pinchers. Right. And the interesting thing is when they show, you see the uh, cartoon scorpions, uh, the, they show them their thumb moving. Like uh, this is we got like an this opposable from, thumb. Yeah, the well, yeah, uh, but, well, the equivalent but, of that. You know, the equivalent, it, it, the, the equivalent of it. I'm not saying that they're related. This is parallel evolution, and it's finest. But uh, crustaceans have the, yeah. the the lobsters, for instance, right. have the opposable thumb. Okay, yeah. it turns out that scorpions move the other member, the little finger. Oh, okay. okay, all right. Hand, so to the outside yeah. instead of the inside. Yes. Interesting. So, so you, you, have ne- to, you have to. Next time you're up close to a scorpion, <laughs> won't be. Pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention yeah. as it's biting yeah. you. Right, right. Such a deal I have for you. Such a deal I could <laughs> like this. I couldn't give to my own mother. I'm going to have a couple of scorpions to at uh, Bruce Pets. Nice today. Today, today, today this sorry, afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, have a uh, microscope and a television set set up so we can get a, a, a blow up the uh, the image of, the, of right. their claws, uh, full 40 inch t- TV, uh, and everybody will have a chance to see what a, what a real live scorpion looks like. Nice. So, so how how this came up was during the break we said, well, do you travel alone? Well. No, you know, if you have pets, you travel with your pets. So in your your car, you said you have a couple of tarantulas and a couple. So in a couple of scorpions in your car, right? Motorhome in your motorhome, and they're in just sitting on the seat next to you on your shoulder. Uh, do they, they uh, no, like ride up on the dash like a dog does? No, each of them have a, <laughs> each one of them has its own little cage because they're cannibalistic. 
Yeah. Uh, each of them is its own little cage, and I am very careful when I'm driving down the road. These cages are put on the bed so they don't suffer a lot of jiggling. Vibration. Vibrations. Yeah. And cover them over with a towel so that they don't, in case the sun shifts. Peace they, and quiet. Yeah, uh, it's dark, relatively dark, and they don't feel uncomfortable there because they're exposed. Mm-hmm. And, do they, uh, they like to travel? Do they uh, get busy when you stop at a rest stop like kids? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> a whole different mental set to that. <laughs> Trust me, if there were like little kids, I can take little kids for 10 minutes at a time. You would have left them behind. <laughs> They'd be in Calgary. Be, right. uh, that's right. So the other thing we brought up, too, is uh, my daughter used to live in Las Vegas. And at night, if her kids were playing in the yard, they would take a light out and look for scorpions. Tell us about that. Oh, well, uh, scorpions, the, the group of arachnids that became our scorpions developed this uh, a special protein i think it's a protein in their exoskeletons in their hides there's uh that fluoresces a yellow green color mm-hmm. a bright yellow green color under black light and if you want to show up at Bruce Pets i'll have a black light there too so we can you can watch them glow in the in the dark are there any other uh, 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 not their arachnids, but their uh, crustaceans? They're not crustaceans. Do crustaceans no. do this too? No, no. Just as far that. as I know, uh, scorpions are the uh, hold the, uh, the, uh, the 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 championship role in that respect. There are a couple of other obscure arachnids that are neither spiders nor scorpions. Uh, that have occasionally been recorded as having some some limited ability to glow. The, the uh, I can't think of the name of the group at the, at the moment, but the, the in the joints in the legs of this one group one group tends to glow a little yeah. bit. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, it's otherworldly. You you would never yeah. expect yeah. Yeah. to shine I, a black light on something have, yeah, and keep, have it light I, up I your lungs. I keep telling kids about my my magic scorpions. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and, and what was interesting uh, during the break you had mentioned, you know, it's a matter of more or less kind of a, a strange survival color spectrum in that not so much that it helps them survive. It's just a color that nothing recognizes, so there's no harm in having it. Well, there, Fair enough? Uh, scorpions are nocturnal. They only come out after dark uh, unless they're forced out by some, for, by some uh, unusual cause, and therefore the, uh, they never come in contact with or seldom come in contact with sunlight, and sunlight is the only naturally occurring source of ultraviolet light, black light. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, that's what gives us sunburn. Okay. Okay. So the okay. nobody gets to see the scorpions glow because there is no light hitting. Okay, them. so saying it's <laughs> Halloween, are they vampires? I mean, vampires only come out at night, and, and vampires <laughs> do that. So I'm curious. <coughs> with, with, with pinchers on their pinkies. The yeah, yeah. yeah, so are there, is there some pink. kind of – yeah, so we, do, we discussed the bats too. So is there some kind of relationship between scorpions and vampires? I'm stretching this. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, it, it, my territory there, Yeah, that's right. If anything, we're going, to, we're going to shovel that one, shove that one off into the, into the group of parallel evolution and I'm not even sure. It might That's be stretching it. Yeah, it might be parallel devolution I, instead. Be, before we get off, I want to uh, bring up uh, jumping spiders because that has been, I think, the biggest craze for a number of individuals that really enjoy spiders. Uh, a new, you know, fascination that was never there ten years ago or fifteen years ago. 
What is a jumping spider and what can you tell us about them? Uh, I can't tell you very much about them because tarantulas are my specialty, but not jumping spiders. Well, that's but fair enough. The uh, jumping spiders are these cute little spiders. They're very, st- they're very stocky, little little things. That, you know, the biggest ones are three eighths of an inch in diameter. Um, they are cute because they have these huge, big, huge eyes, a big uh-huh. pair of eyes in front, and they have. Uh, they are probably, I will guess now. Don't yeah, go ahead and quote me if you want. I would guess <laughs> that uh, they are probably the most intelligent among uh, among the wow. spiders. Among Interesting. The yeah. Interesting. If you have to think a minute now. You've got a bush, this this mar- this uh, a maze of branches and leaves and in, mm-hmm. in all directions. The jumping spider is on one side of the bush and it sees a fly land on another part of that bush. In advance, that sp- that jumping spider has memorized the geographic outlay of that bush so that it knows how to get from that branch over here to where the fly is over here. Interesting. They know how to do this. They he listened figure- to his wife, <laughs> and she told him how to get there. No, he, he's, uh, he, he, <laughs> in the world, yeah, in the world of spiders, wives are good for only one thing. Uh, we won't go any farther into it than that, okay? And in the world of spiders, uh, the uh, the husbands are only good for two things. <coughs> and we aren't going to go— They're donors. Yeah, they're donors. Uh, and uh, they're, if you don't donate, your food. Oh, your that, food. that's not a good outcome. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's survival well, of the fittest. Right. It, it provides nutrition. You know, we talk about, you know, uh, you know, being chivalry, you know, like, I will protect you. Well, I will protect you because I will feed you after we after copulate. We have, yeah, now, right. The, uh, that's a, a, yeah, I want to touch on that for just a moment, if you will. Okay, for just going to be really quick. Uh, there is a myth among people that spiders, female spiders, routinely eat the male spiders after right. mating with them. This is untrue. It does happen, yes, but it isn't 90% of the time or 75% of the time. That was in your book, too. Yeah, it's yeah. almost, it, it, it's very rare. That is not ordinarily considered a survival characteristic among spiders for you to eat your mate. Well, we'll leave, we'll, <laughs> quit, quit. Yeah. we'll leave that to the mantis. And in the <laughs> yeah. meantime, uh, Stan, we want to thank you so much for stopping in with us. We've been talking with Stan Schultz, who is the author of The Tarantula Keeper's Guide. He is the Spider-Man from Calgary, and he is going to be at Proust Pets this afternoon from 3 to 6 with some really cool things for you to see. And if you bring your copy of The Tarantula Keeper's Guide, he'll even sign it for you. So uh, with that said, we need to go. So on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner, my co-hosts in the studio, Dr. Schultz and Rick Pruce, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show.